Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Thank you all for being with us for Grace to All with Paul Gray. And if you were here a week ago for our last podcast, our last episode, you got to meet my new friend, Carrie Gooch, who's from New Zealand. And I'm so happy that uh, she's able to be with us again. So hello and welcome again, Carrie. Good morning, Paul. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And as I mentioned last week, Carrie is in New Zealand and she has a wonderful ministry there. Uh, Some people would call that a job. Uh, She uh, works at a school, but she gets to interact with students and teachers and encourage them. And she's interested, as I am, in quantum spirituality. We have different people that we listen to on that. And I don't even know what questions to ask her about quantum spirituality, because I'm not I understand the spiritual part, I think, or at least I'm starting to, but the scientific part, that's not my uh, cup of tea. But Tell us, Carrie, when you work, you were mentioning to me in between episodes that uh, uh, you can work six, seven, eight hours a day and feel more energized at the end of that time because of, tell us why. Okay, so the school holiday clean is different to what I would do in the five hours each day that I work doing cleaning. I'm cleaning all of the school and It's in preparation for the new school term. We have four school terms per year here in New Zealand. So it's pretty much the same each term. But what I do is each day that I go in and clean, I also listen to different teachers. You know, people like Joe Dispenza and and a lot of our great teachers like Mike Popovich. Paul, I listen to you. I can't listen to podcasts because they keep clicking off, but I can listen to you when it's a online interview. So I just love that. But there's so many wonderful teachers. You know, Francois Dutois, the writer of the Mirror Bible. I love my Mirror Bible. And so there's so many to listen to. And so I'm listening to these people talking about who I am in Christ. And Assi is in heaven, so am I on this earth. The same power that raised Christ from the grave lives in us. And So as I'm working, I'm hearing this said to me in so many creative different ways. And then they'll get on to topics and there'll be things that really encourage me. And so instead of just working, my mind is elsewhere. It's literally filling my spirit. And so by the time I get to the end of the day, I'm just absolutely enraptured and feeling great. So for me, my job is a joy. Boy, that's wonderful. And I wish everyone could say that because I know, as you do too, that some people don't enjoy their jobs, but we can all enjoy our job, whether it's cleaning or teaching or working in the trades or as an artist or working at a restaurant or whatever. It's a choice that we make. 
And we may not be able to listen to the teaching while we're doing it, but we can certainly listen to the teacher in us, Christ in us while we're doing it and and go over the things that we've heard and uh, learned before. And we can choose to enjoy what we're doing. And I'm so happy to hear you say that that's what you do. I like that. The fact that it's a choice. We have choices to make all day. How are we going to respond to people? How are we going to approach any problem? Jesus is the answer to everything. After I had my awakening, I came to understand that we're all different and there is more than one answer to every single problem. And, you know, because we're all different, different answers appeal to different people. But there is always an answer. And I just love that. We're never without. We lack nothing. Goodness and mercy hunt us down all the days of our life. We do not need to wake up in the morning and believe it's going to be a bad day ever. It says in Psalm 112 that the righteous have no fear of bad news, no Mm. fear whatsoever. We can live that way. And I did ponder on this. There was a time when I went to rehab, and when I went through, this is for alcohol addiction. It was This has been part of my journey. This is quite a few years ago. And when I arrived, now I speak, spoke the same language then as what I do now. That was a part of my journey that I had to go through. It was part that I chose to go through. I chose which rehab to go to, and I had reasons for that. And I chose to go to rehab because I thought it would be a way to walk on with my journey. And it was a glorious time. But when I arrived, when I went into my little room, it it was brown and yuck and really, really awful. And I was just downright grateful to be there. It didn't worry me. That was my room. You know, we attract goodness. If your attitude is good, you attract goodness. Goodness me, the girls in my wing, they came and, oh, we don't want you sleeping on that mattress because someone was sick and we we want you to have a fresh mattress. And they bustled around and got me a fresh mattress and it became, you, you know, ever we are, we can be content no matter what. And that was a beautiful time. I met many wonderful people in rehab. You'd be surprised who's there. And it really was. I am so grateful for that time. And I chose a six-month rehab. Six uh, months? Most of, our rehabs are about four, yeah, most of our rehabs are about four weeks. But the one that I went to, and this is something about me, I need work. The one that I went to had a working component to it. So you had to work most of the day. I am not a person for sitting around and not doing something. I like working. I don't think I'm a workaholic. I like having a purpose and a plan, and I like to fulfill it. So uh, we've just been in lockdown here in New Zealand, and I think I spent the whole time in the garden. It's wonderful that you could do that. So what period of life was that for you when you were in rehab? Were you married? Did you have a family then? Was it before that? I did have a family. My husband died of cancer in 2006. Yes, I did. I had three little children. When you went to rehab? Yes. Wow. Wow. For six months. They were eight, 11. They've stayed with family. Wow. 
that obviously was a great experience for you and you made good friends and you made the most of it. You chose to enjoy to be there and you liked the work that you did and it made a, a big difference in your life, didn't it? Yes. And the rehab that I went to was down in Christchurch and that was where two of my two girls were. So I was able mm-hmm. to see them and that was why I chose that rehab. How old are your children now? Michelle, the, she lives at home with me. She's coming up 17 and Joanne and Sarah is 19. And then I have older children. My oldest son is 40. I have a daughter, 37, a son, 34, and another daughter who is 33. Wow. So I have children all together. Big family. Gosh, thank you for sharing that with us. I want to get back to the quantum things. And did that just seem to make sense to you and come naturally when you first started hearing about being one with everyone and God being in us and our energy field resonating and being at a higher level with more positive things? And was that something that seemed strange to you or did it just go, oh, wow, I That makes sense to me. For me, it just made perfect sense. I have listened to a lot. Quantum physics isn't something that I can explain because I don't have all the scientific terms, but it makes sense to me in everyday life. So I first heard Steve McVeigh, and he literally broke down the things that Jesus did, the miracles that he did, and he gave them scientific names. And I thought that was fascinating. But to me, quantum physics is just expanding what we already know. Because I love here, I like thinking in pictures and Mm -hmm. words. And so when I read about quantum physics or I look at the different aspects, the scientific aspects of creation, that to me just, it's just wonderful. Well, it does. And I feel the same way, Carrie. I I have different friends from my background as a musician and businessman and then uh, being in the Army Reserves for 24 years. I, I have, I'm fortunate to have friends from a lot of different backgrounds. And uh, many of them, I say fortunately now, didn't grow up in church and didn't have all the baggage uh, that we had. Or, or some of them you know, just got burnt out uh, like you did and didn't want to have anything more to do with it anymore. But some of them that I know are really interested in quantum physics. And so I'm able to talk to them and show them quantum spirituality on my limited knowledge of it, but to relate to what they know. And it, they all say, each of them individually, when I'm talking to them, wow, well, of course, that makes sense. I understand that. I didn't know that's what God was like. I didn't know that's what spirituality is. And it's so fun to see the light come on in people's eyes and see their face light up and realize that something makes sense to them, something that's very real and they know it's true. And it's not anything at all like what they had heard about from religion before. And it's just like a a breath of fresh air to them as, as it is to us too. Isn't that fun? Yeah. A breath of fresh air. That's what I find quantum physics. It's just wonderful. I love listening to Mike Popovich. I just wait for him because I don't see him until Monday morning. So first thing Monday morning, you know, at five o'clock in the morning, I have him on and I listen. 
because it's just because of the way he goes right back into the Aramaic and the Hebrew and and he's given me such a different view of the words in the Bible. I mean, when you think about forensic science, I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, that scripture that he knows that God knows the very hairs on our Now, we just think about hair. There's our hair. But when you think of forensic science, one strand of our hair tells scientists so much about, it shows who, literally, they know who we are. Yeah. So doesn't that make the hair, you know, that God knows the hairs on our head, all the more amazing? Or that our blood speaks. Blood does speak. We now know, we know nowadays that blood speaks. Doesn't that make everything way more alive? And when down, he knows the very essence of our being and that we are light. You know, Jesus was the light of the world. We now know that we are literally light, that we are energy. But we're not just plain old bodies. We're just energy slowed down to appear like matter. Hmm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and all the times that it pops in and out of visibility, the uh, photons, I don't even know what a photon is, but I know that's light. And it is the essence of light and love, uh, just as God is light and God is love with no trace of darkness. That's who we are. Not because we've said the magic word or prayed the magic prayer or came forward in a church service like you and I did, but because that's who we were before we came to earth. That's who God made us. That's who we've always been. Christ has always been in us. We've always been one with love. We've never been separated from God. And uh, I get happy and excited just to, to talk about it. Your being starts to buzz, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it, it really does. Oh, gosh. That's my key scripture. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. And yeah. so I, when I spoke last time about healing, in him, we live, move, and have our being. And I've used that so many times when I've injured myself. Yeah. We do, and Mike Popovich really has a great way, as you said, of explaining that and, and using the Hebrew and Aramaic and sometimes the Greek, to, but especially the Hebrew, to, to talk about those words and what they meant. And uh, I can think of so many things that I've heard him say recently that I'd like to say now, but I don't have the time. But it just makes so much sense, and we just see everything differently, knowing that there's never been any separation, knowing that there's never been any time that God... Uh, hated us or didn't like us or uh, excluded us or anything like that. And and knowing the same thing's true about everybody else. Christ is in everyone. Every Everyone's source is the same and it, it's all good and it's all God. And we get the, the privilege and the pleasure of telling them that. Yeah, yeah. A thought just came to mind because it's key. Um. And that is we have to guard our thinking. And when I say guard it, really practice and enjoy thinking great thoughts, casting aside. You know, we literally are free to enjoy good thoughts all the time. You know, and that's why I like gratefulness because it's like your springboard for a start to be grateful, to always look for the best and um, not look for 
I don't start statements in my mind, I am sick of or, oh, I'm tired. For years I have not done the, I, you know, negative I am statements. And I think about these things because it's really key and important and we can really train our minds to delight. You know, the scripture says delight in the Lord, but I think what that really means is delight in him. We can be delighted about every day. I love this, and I know you Americans, I'm not saying everybody, uh, into their plastic surgery and that type of thing. I don't know whether it happens in New Zealand here. I'm sure it does. But I love the scripture. He's the lifter of our countenance. And I consider that a facelift any day. <laughs> oh, that is. That's great. The quantum facelift. Uh, or, uh, uh, yeah, 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 that's very good. So you've been choosing for a long time to think positive thoughts and not think the negative things to think I am who you really are and gosh it's it's obviously made a difference in your life hasn't it yes it has and you know I think the key thing is that we're allowed to we have permission to think the very best all the time could I read that quote by Marion Williamson please do yeah I yes okay this is the first thing that I read that impacted me right back after I had my awakening and it's, I'm sure many will know it, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented and famous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that people won't feel insecure around you. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And I love this bit. It is not just in some of us. It is in all of us. And when we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from fear, Our presence automatically liberates others. And to me, that's a lifestyle. That is our lifestyle, to liberate others, to know that they can be and do their very best and that all the power of heaven is right there ready and just busting to be the best they can be. And... To me, that's living. In him, we live and move and have our being. I'm just making some notes here. Those are, and I'll put those in my journal. Those are, guys, those are all wonderful things, aren't they? And uh, I'm so glad that we got to have this time together. You really encouraged me. And uh, I just, I know that you encourage the other people that you're with. And I so appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thank you. It's an honor to be asked to do this. When I got your message the other morning, it was, I think it came during the night. I don't get to share like this, but boy, I'd be very happy for anyone who wants to message and share like this because we need to sharpen each other up. We need to encourage each other, build each other up in our most holy faith, whether it be through science, whether it be through our creativity 
whatever gifts we have, just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Well, Carrie, thank you. Thanks for taking your time on this Saturday morning for you, Friday afternoon for me. And uh, whenever people listen to this, it'll be whatever time it is for them. That's the beauty of the internet and recordings and stuff. And I, I know people will really be blessed by this. So tell people again how they can connect with you. Well, they can message me on Facebook and I, you know, obviously they can email, but if they mess- message me on Facebook first, then I'll give out my email. Great. And, thank you, uh, Paul. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope we'll get a chance to visit again another time. And we didn't talk about this, but uh, we talked about it in between with uh, the things you've been keeping in, in your journal for years. Sounds like a book in the making to me. So uh, maybe another time I'll interview you and we'll talk about your new book that's coming out. Maybe. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Gary. Blessings to you. And thanks for being on it. And thanks for everybody for being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.